Hello everyone, welcome to the Ace Space podcast and we are taking a slightly different approach today. Over the last few months, the Unscripted series has been, if I do say so myself, very successful and it's been great to catch up with some of the athletes and find out what they're doing in a very different period of life for everyone but also get to know them as characters and as people and I can safely say that we've got some pretty good eggs in volleyball. Uh, today, it is Louisa Lippmann who we are going to, uh, well, let's just say, sort of poke around the deep and dark corners of what I found out about her. Uh, and I am joined by Matt Rogers and Kira Michael, who are, um, let's say, the biggest unscripted fans that there are. <laughs> unscripted super fans over here. The truth is the truth. Matt Rogers, Kira Michael, um, we're going to have a lovely chat today. Let's start with you, Ki. Uh, where in the world are you? I'm in France. South of France, beautiful sunny day, and yeah, happy to be here chatting about volleyball over Zoom. Oui, oui, mon ami. Uh, hopefully we're going to do this all in English because uh, <laughs> what I have found out from the unscripted, it has brutally exposed the fact that my language game is a lot worse than everybody who I've spoken to, but I'm not on my own because Matt Rogers is in exactly the same boat. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, really good. E excited, really, because... These unscripted things started as a short-term thing, didn't they? It was kind of like, let's do a few just while the first kind of phase of lockdown happens. But as lockdown's gone on, they've become a real feature in my life, I have to say. Well, mine too. I'll be completely honest. They've kept me sane. Um, something that I thrive on is going different places, meeting different people and live sports. So the opportunity to have a little bit of a taste of that when live sport hasn't been happening has uh, yeah, certainly saved my sanity and hopefully saved a few other people's as well because it's been so great to hear from so many volleyball fans who've, who've enjoyed them and got to know their heroes a little bit better. And this is why I'm really looking forward to speaking to you about this, Key, because you're still a pro player. You've been at those very top levels. You've played Champions League. You've represented your country at an Olympics, but it's pretty obvious that you're a massive fan as well as being a professional player as well. So, so getting your insight from both sides of the coin is something that I'm, uh, I'm really excited about. Yeah, and I'm really excited to give you my insight. I hope that I have some valuable things to add. Yeah, I'm definitely not a volleyball geek. I like I've, I've spoken to you guys about this. I don't know the stats. I don't know who's won what medals, but I do know that I love volleyball. I love watching it. I love playing it, and I, I love the people in it. And I think that's the best part about these unscripted you guys have really tapped into the the person behind the player and that's yeah that's what makes me excited to watch them and we got number one spot Dave, didn't we, we got number one spot on key's most recent video yeah. inform, informative youtube channels <laughs> yes i've i've da i'm dabbling in the youtube world i'm calling myself a youtube creator not a youtuber because i think i might be a bit too old for that but um <laughs> yeah you guys made top spot because of those unscripted i made um a video about top you know youtube channels to watch and you guys were you guys were up there, yeah. And the moment she picked was when Britt Herbert's brought out her dog. If you are a guest on Unscripted and you want to go to the top of the charts, then bring some kind of animal and you will, uh, you'll certainly get the hit. You failed though, didn't you, Dave? You asked one of the guests more recently to bring their cats, but the cat had ran off. We can't say who it is because that's obviously under, under wraps. But... Yeah, the cat ran off. If, uh, if you are following a lot of the big names on, uh, on Insta or Twitter, the cat had... Um, done a little naughty a little whoopsie <laughs> in their apartment that day so that was uh 
that was why I wanted to to meet said pet. But yeah, if you do have a uh, if you do have a pet and you're a guest on Unscripted, then bring the pet along for the ride. So how these are going to work? We are now going to listen to Unscripted with Louisa Littman, but stick with us afterwards because we are going to. Um, well, pick through the bones, really. There's so much interesting stuff, and we try and keep the unscripted to sort of 20 minutes to half an hour, but everyone is so interesting that I could talk to them for days. Unfortunately, time always defeats me. So enjoy Unscripted with Louisa Lippmann, and then afterwards stick around and listen to myself, Matt, and Kira talk about it. Louisa Lippmann is the star of German volleyball, an outside hitter and a points machine who came so close to taking her team to the Tokyo Olympics. She's played in Italy, she's played in China, but now she's back in Germany and like the rest of us, she's stuck at home. So I'm going to give her a call and see how she's passing the time. Louisa, hello, how are you? Hey, yeah, I'm good. I mean, in this kind of situation, but I'm good. And you? Uh, yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm just looking at your place. It looks absolutely amazing. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's a cozy apartment. I'm still here in my apartment in Schwerin, uh, which I got from the club. So, yeah, I'm still hoping that I get any chances to do some volleyball or some fitness. But it doesn't look like it will happen soon. <laughs> Be patient. Uh, I'm glad the club are looking after you, though. Maybe I should get out there. Get me a nice place, too. Uh, right, so I'm calling because, like most people, and like you've already alluded to, I am bored. I'm stuck at home. I'm in England. You're in Germany. Uh, so I'm checking in to make sure you're doing okay and maybe spread a little bit of joy and happiness. So first question, how are you doing? Yeah. It's super boring, like you said. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just, like, the last days I got a little bit, like, nervous. Um, my boyfriend would agree if he would be there. But, um, yeah, because I'm really, like, I don't know, I feel this inner nervous that I really want to do something that I, yeah, I just miss volleyball like hell, like, really, to do my sports. And, yeah, so I mean, I try to have my homework out and to run, and I really I hate running. So, <laughs> but yeah, I try to do everything that I'm yeah kind of ready when we will start again, whenever it will be. But yeah. Well, you mentioned your boyfriend there. Is, is he with you, or are you uh, on your own, isolating? No, no, no. He's with me, and just at the moment, he's out for a walk because. <laughs> Sometimes it's also good that uh, we have some time, but it's because, I mean, you know, it's super boring at home. Yeah, social distancing and everything. And I think especially when you're in a team sport, it's hard because you miss your teammates, you miss this atmosphere, the feeling between the people. And yeah, that's what I do, I swear. Well, I'm glad that you two are together. I spoke to, to Bruno the other day and he's in an apartment on his own and that must be super tough. So big shout out to all you guys uh, who are watching and listening to this who are home alone. We can't wait till we can catch up yeah. with you again soon. Um, your teammates, you talk about missing them. How are you guys staying in touch? Yeah, I mean... Um happy that we have whatsapp and instagram and everything so um yeah i can be in touch with my with teammates or with friends uh to my phone but yeah it's not the same like you're in the gym or playing have competitions like battling or just also go out after the training for a coffee or something like i really miss all this daily life thing so i mean yeah everyone feels like this so it's nothing about complaining it's just i think like how everyone feels at the moment 
Oh, you mentioned just going for a coffee there. I've started to think about the things that I'm going to do when I'm allowed out of my flat again. And about a mile down the road from me, there is uh, a Turkish restaurant and there's crazy golf outside it. And the crazy golf has got like big dinosaurs when their heads move and stuff like that. And that is the first thing that, that I want to do is go for a kebab and play some crazy golf. Um, have you started to think about what you're going to do when you're allowed out properly again? Uh, I say I made a few days ago a question and answer on Instagram. So my first priority was I want to go to the hairdresser. <laughs> <laughs> Some super girly stuff. <laughs> Sorry for all the volleyball fans, but second priority was for sure volleyball. So um, yeah, so I want to go to the hairdresser, playing volleyball again, meeting my friends, my family as well, my dog. So. Yeah, just normal stuff, you know, but I really, I mean, yeah, we still can go out here um, with two persons, so we don't are, like, stuck here in our apartment, but, yeah, here in the city, there are so many nice restaurants and cafes, and I really love them, so I just miss my coffee and just uh, this feeling outside, yeah. That's going to be such a good day. Morning, hairdressers, <laughs> afternoon, yeah. volleyball, evening, going out with your friends. Oh. Yeah would be perfect but right now it's just a dream <laughs> yeah the, t the time will come all right we've just got to be patient what we're doing is, is yeah, yeah yeah fingers crossed um, you spent some time in china uh how is that and are you relieved to be to be back in germany now especially with with, with what's been going on over there yeah, so first of all, the season was amazing. Um, so I first, for sure, Shanghai is an amazing city, but also my team, I don't know, I really loved them, like from the deepest of my heart. They were so nice, so kind, so um, helpful. I don't know when I ever met like people who were really like this kind and helped me so much because for sure you don't understand everything. You can't read it. So it's hard, but I was very lucky because my team, almost everyone spoke English there. And um, yeah, it was just an amazing time. And um, besides volleyball, and then also like some games were super tough because I don't know, it was like defense, defense, defense. Like that's what we all know from the <laughs> Chinese culture. And um, yeah, so it was a good mix. I didn't know what to expect when I arrived there. And uh, now I'm back in Germany and I really, I took a lot from from the Chinese culture, so I really it was a really great season for me. And um, yeah, also I was happy that I I'm back in Germany, close to my family, that I speak the same language here. And yeah, also I mean nobody saw the situation coming, but to be here in Germany is also kind of lucky situation for me. And yeah, so a lot in a few months. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. A, a real blessing. Do you know what? One of the things that I think is incredible about pro sport, particularly on your level, is the opportunity to, to go to another country and experience another culture. And I think if you have the chance to do that, why wouldn't you? Um, what was it like to actually live in China, aside from the volleyball? Like, how is it culturally different to, to being in Europe? So first, I think it was this... this big masses of people like when you go out you always have people around you always 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 and this was something for me because like I just come from a small like town and there are not so many people and in Shanghai or in China in general you have you're always with persons or people together and it's always busy and crowded so this was I think one of the first 
things where when I came back from in the evening from I don't know sightseeing whatever or from training I was always a little bit kind of tired because I saw so much you know like so many impressions and I was like oh, wow and also the buildings and everything and yeah it's just a country with a lot of people but um, yeah everyone is really really nice and um, also like I mean especially Shanghai is a really international city so I didn't miss a lot of things there what I don't have here in Germany so for example we had there also two Bavarian restaurants um, we had their Christmas market there oh, and no way. yeah it was really good the one Christmas market was also from a German restaurant so when you entered the Christmas market um, they spoke German so it was really like it was it was really cool because I mean especially in the Christmas time you miss your family this is the time where you are together so this was kind of nice um, gave me a little bit of home feeling and yeah all the rest I mean yeah it's the volleyball life I would say is kind of the same because we all have the same idea about volleyball they also have their athletic program they have their training and um, yeah I think they are only like this culture things which are diff uh, different for example they have a lot of more defense there than we have in Europe for example and a lot of with like I don't know, a lot of shots and technical uh, game. And yeah, so you learn from every culture, you learn something new and um, yeah, but it was a really, really great experience. Do you think it helped you grow as a person? Because the last time we talked was in January, which seems like so long ago, but it, it was after you'd had a, a result that you weren't that pleased with in that, in that Tokyo qualifier, but you were the person who came forward and spoke to me and spoke to all of the media and you were just completely honest. And I think that speaks a lot about you as a person, but not everyone gets the, the well, not everyone can express themselves that way. Do you feel like you've got a responsibility um, sort of as, as a team member? Uh, do you feel like a leader? And do you think that sort of playing in Italy and playing in China has helped you develop that? Yeah, for sure it helps you because you you are out of your comfort zone so um i mean in italy you're in the strongest league in europe so this is uh always competition challenging every time and um, then you go to china it's another country another time zone so you're like there you feel really uh, isolated from your hometown or from from europe and i think this uh, makes for sure something with you because it's just you're out of it and you have to um, handle the situation and that's what I think helps you a lot during your career as a volleyball pro and um, also for example now my time in China I had Jordan Larson next to me and mm. I mean everyone knows her and she's really a big big star in the volleyball scene and for me it was also important that I can uh, look to her and look how she's doing or handling a few situations and it was so interesting to like meet her and to play with her and it was it was like all in general it was really really cool and it gave me a lot so um what i think in the end gives you also something for your future steps whatever you will do it will help you to uh, improve or to think about what you did in the past and what you have to do better and yeah that's yeah i think it brings you a lot so yeah, it's, I think for everyone important, besides the money and everything, like to try something new, to go out and to uh, get some experience. So yeah, that's for your volleyball career and also for your personal career, something really important, I think. Do you see yourself as a big star in volleyball? 
Oh, I really don't like this uh, <laughs> uh, this word. So no, I always say we are in the team's world. So there's not only one person or one player. I mean, I know that my position brings it with it that I have to do the points. I'm the I don't know. I have to take heart and everything. I know, but I'm. I also know that I couldn't do this when our reception wouldn't be as good as it is if um, the setter wouldn't trust me and wouldn't give me the balls or like give me a good situation to to make the point. So I think this is the important thing. It's we are in a team sport. It's not a, a single sport. So um, yeah, that's why I don't see only me. I just see the, the team. And I think this is also what you should see in the progress. And um, yeah, there is there are much more than just one player. That is exactly the answer that a big star would give. So there we go. Oh, don't say it, please. <laughs> I don't know if I turn red now. <laughs> um, let's talk about the, the German national team then, because I think anybody who's watched you recently knows that you have got a heck of a bunch of players and a great coach, and it feels like you are on the precipice of something really special with that group of players. Have you got any ambitions that you can talk about with the Germany team? Yeah, so first of all, I think, yeah, you're completely right. We are an amazing team. Um, I think you could see, especially during the Olympic qualification, which progress uh, we, we have done. And yeah, so we are also like a team with a lot of characters. And um, we, I think we bring it together, like good together. And um, for the future, I mean, now we will see what's happening this summer with the Nations League. This was our only tournament we could play. The next season would be the European Championship. But right now, there are like, yeah, we don't know what to expect. I think everyone is just waiting. And um, But I think that's what we showed in the Olympic qualification is like where we can build something on this. And that's our goal. I think that's what we should have in our in our mind that when we work hard and that every when everyone is super focused, that we have really like chances to to get something big and that's what I really hope with the team because I see how like how hard everyone works and yeah it's just now bad that we have a break of I don't know how many months so yeah we will see what the future brings but I'm really positive that with this team we can we can do do a lot yeah well hopefully in that time everyone will come back that little bit older that little bit stronger and you can all come together and achieve some amazing things. I'm going to give you some options. We've only got a few of these, but I'm going to give you some options and you're going to say the first thing that comes into your head, okay? Okay. Number one, spike or block? Spike. Number two, best player you've played against? Best player or best player you've played against? Ooh. Um... Suiting, I would say, yeah. Okay, very good. All right, best team you've played against? Best team I've played against? Um, <laughs> there are so many. There are so many teams. So, oh, I, I can decide. I would say with the... I would say the last team, the best team I've played was, unfortunately, Turkey in the Olympic qualification. They yeah, played with okay. in the final. You get the perfect set. Down the line or cross the court? Cross, always. Who knows me, always. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, best atmosphere you've ever played in? Best atmosphere? Uh, it was my first cup final where I played with Spirin. Yeah, this was because I was super nervous. I was young, it was a big dream. So for sure there were more good atmospheres, but this was special. If you weren't a volleyball player, what would you be? Track and field athlete. Uh, do you know what? We're going to pause the game for a minute because uh, the track and field is something that I'm really interested in because I know it's something you did when you were young, but yeah. earlier on in the conversation, you said you hate running. So how can you be yeah, a track I and field running, but, but not short and quick, like sprint, I really like, but it's like my condition is really bad. You know, when you see me, <laughs> I'm always exhausted and <laughs> I'm like out of breath, but that's what I really hate, like long running. But I really love this like speed and like this athletic performance, what track and field brings. So that's what I really, really like. Also how they look like, you know, these track and field athletes, you can see like every single muscle and they look really like, yeah. Was the there was there ever a moment where you thought about choosing track and field over volleyball? Yeah, it was. Uh, I had to choose because my mom said, "Okay, stop now. I can <laughs> drive you every day somewhere else, and you have also school in between." So that's when um, I started with track and field, and I really loved it. And uh, when the time came where I had to decide, um, it was also where I was a bit more success. Like it, it wasn't really a lot of success, but where I improved more. And um, but then I really loved this team sport. That I said, "Okay, I want to play volleyball." So yeah. But otherwise, I think I would uh, force more on the track and field. Mum's taxis, hey? Where would we be without yeah. them? Uh, <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> if you couldn't play for Germany, but you had to play for another country, which country would you play for? USA. USA. They love sports. Like how they, like, how they show sports and how they play it, it's amazing. Like the whole country, this team, it's just like, for me, they showed how professional sports go. So, yeah. I also think that is a you massive- You need someone in your team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also think that's massive credit to um, the quality of volleyball in Europe though. The fact that America do sports so well, but we still have top American players come into play in Europe. Yeah, for sure. I think the whole system they have with the college um, volleyball and yeah, but also like from the media side, for example, you know, the Americans, they love their athletes. And that's, I think, I mean, here in Germany, we have soccer for sure, but we are far away from like sports is here. And um, yeah, then you can also see like they have every period, like every Olympic period, they have new good players because I think they really support them with this college system and everything so yeah i really like them how they how they handle this this sport situation yeah. or how they support their athletes to become a professional athlete yeah they do it uh, they do it differently to everyone else and it seems to work because so many yeah. sports they're so dominant in uh, right then you have got plenty to do so i'm gonna leave you go soon thank you so much for having a chat to me i was bored before thank i called you. Now I feel great. So, so thank you very much. Uh, before we go, one of the things that amazes me about you, when I look at social media posts, it is people from all over the world, like countries I didn't even know they liked volleyball, saying, oh, we love Louisa, we love Louisa. So um, have you got a message for the fans? Yeah, for sure. Um, I hope everyone is healthy at home. Um, and I hope we all see us back soon on the court and that we all can enjoy the sports 
we love. Uh, until this, stay healthy and then we will see us soon back on the court. Can't wait. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Stay safe. That was Louisa Lippmann. Matt, I think we'll agree that the first guests that we had on the show really made us think that we were onto something and you were quite selective with who we got early on as well. So so why did you choose Louisa? Well, Louisa was one of the ones we actually approached first. Um, she was the fourth one we released. I think it was early, early April. And it was the first one of like a revamp, I guess you could call it that. Um, obviously, to begin with, we set the scene and we had, we had you, Dave, doing all sorts of random things around your home and in the parks. You played volleyball with a toilet roll, I remember. <laughs> you pretended you didn't know how to play the guitar, even though I know you do. Um, so, yeah, Louisa was kind of from the start. Obviously, a lot of it depends when, they, when they're available and stuff. And the reason we targeted her, if, if I'm honest, is because after Germany lost the, the Olympic tournament, you know, the Olympic qualification tournament final, she was so good with the media and she spoke so well and you, you could sense the frustration, the emotion, but she understood that part of what she had to do was the kind of media side. Um, and basically I gained a lot of respect to her for, for that moment because it must have been so, oh, such a down moment, isn't it? When you just, well, the last daughter of the Olympics is gone and then you've got to face media. I can't imagine that key. Maybe you can talk a little bit more about that from a player point of view, but I just thought, wow, she's great. We've got to do more with her. And then Upscripted seemed like a good, a good choice. Yeah, I can I can actually say from a player's point of view, I love the media bit. I don't know. I mean, the playing bit is, you know, you train for it, but the big day when you actually have, have the stage and you do what you have been training for weeks to do and then you have a chance to talk about it and, and people that are listening to you and, you know, maybe your mom and dad aren't huge volleyball fans and you can't discuss the details with them, but, you know, if you get to the media and you're able to have somebody who knows what they've just seen and unpack it, it's, yeah, it's cool. Even when it goes badly? Oh, I think that's where you see the, the true heart of a player. I mean, there has to be a winner and a loser at the end of the day. So 50% of the people on the field aren't going to win. So you have to just, those are the odds. And you go in knowing that and you give your all. And if you, if you did your best truly and you can hang, you hang your head up and say, yep, gave it everything, then it's, it's competition and that's how it is. That was what really impressed me about her because she knows her role in that team and that role is to score some serious points which she did in abundance and then whether it goes well or whether it doesn't go well she was the first person through the mix zone that area in between the the court and the locker rooms where you have to face the press so I was stood there and had a CEV branded microphone and I'm always a little bit more sheepish uh, around the the players and the coaches of the of the losing team, and just say, "Oh, would you mind saying a few words for the CV?" But she answered. Can you honestly, imagine Dave sheepish? By the way, oh come on, come it does on. happen. I've seen it. It's, it's not too common, but it happens. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I asked her the question because they were probably favourites going into that game as well. I mean, she was playing brilliantly. They've got this very exciting group of, of young players. I really like Felix, the coach as well. And it, and it feels like they're onto something. And I suppose the challenge for them now is keeping that group together, moving forward to the next Olympics. But in that moment where that dream was gone, she was brutally honest. And I think that is all you can ask of, of any player. So, it was nice to have a conversation with her out of that sort of well of disappointment. And what I've found out subsequently is quite how highly she is regarded in the game by by fans who got in touch with me after that was released, by fellow players who've, who've mentioned her 
as well. Um, and I think it was. Uh, I think we really sort of got to know her a little bit better. Uh, Key, you've had a you've had a good listen, and you can certainly give us a, a, a player's a eye view, if you like. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I think she was really honest in that conversation. As you said, she didn't hold anything back. I think you even got her to curse at one point. Um, but yeah, she. I really. I just love hearing players opening up about genuinely about their experience and not necessarily about the volleyball, about the wins and the losses and on court. But, you know, she talks about her experience in China and the main thing she took away from that was the people were kind, the experience of the culture, getting out of her comfort zone, sort of growing as a person and trying new things. And and that's that's what I like to, yeah, that's, that, that's what I love about being a player is not just the volleyball stuff, but yeah, growing, learning. Something she spoke about, and a, and a few others as well. I'm I'm going to try not to mention too many names of other unscripted we've done because we are going to be doing this for all of the unscripted. But the fact that she, as a young person, sort of packed her bag and she's she's seen the world. And uh, Kira, interested to get your opinion on, on this as well. How important is it in your growth as a player and as a person to just experience as many teams and as many countries and as many cultures? as you can because goodness me you've spent a lot of time on the road (laughs) (laughs) yeah how many I've played in I think four or five countries professionally well the thing is there's a lot that goes into your decision you know I'm not going to sit here and say I only play volleyball to travel the world because Mm. you want to play for a good coach you want to play in a good team you know your contract and the dollars and everything all adds up to make the decision but at the end of the day when you look back on it you can definitely say wow that experience shaped me or that one I learned a specific thing that I wouldn't have learned anywhere else. And yeah, I I love that. I love that you can, I've been 10 years in the game now professionally and every single experience, whether good or bad, has definitely, I've learned something from it. And I think most players will be able to say the same thing. And for her to go to China and get to to play alongside Jordan Larson, who has been there, seen it, done it, she's going to have learned from that immensely. She talked also about wanting a haircut, and this was like a month ago. So I'm, I'm interested to know if she's had a haircut. I wonder if she's found a way. I look. I think it's about time that barbers and salons were declared essential services because I am in desperate, <laughs> desperate need. Like uh, we're doing. This is audio only. You won't be able to see the video, but at the moment we're on Zoom, so we can all see each other. Matt, you look like you've gone to the barber of Matt Rogers. Every month I go there. Um, how are you getting on with it, Key? My hair's getting a little bit ratty at the ends but uh-huh. yeah i think the hairdressers are going to be the first to get clients as soon as the doors open up after quarantine <laughs> oh, i can't wait honestly see, I've, I've avoided the i've avoided the lockdown haircut so far i'm not doing it to myself that's on that's on record now as well so if lockdown no continues for months can you imagine the unscripted it'll be dave with a ponytail <laughs> <laughs> a man bun i'm gonna start wearing hats in them Okay, so so here is your here is your test then for the for the two of you. We'll start with you, Key. Um, were there any interesting facts about Louisa that you didn't know before, but you sort of picked up and you'll you'll bring forward yeah, in the future? Yeah, definitely. I love that you pointed out. She said at one point, "I hate running," and you called her on it because she said she had been deciding between track and field or volleyball. And I found that hilarious. That how can you be? How can you hate running and be a runner? Because I'm the same way. I hate running. <laughs> Trust me, in this quarantine, I've, I've learned to ha- there's a love-hate relationship in this quarantine since we can't actually work out or play volleyball. I have been running a little bit, but yeah, I've, it was interesting that she, she said that. 
And for me, it was just about how humble she was. Yeah. Like, it, I, can, I mean, she's Louisa Lippmann. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you look at the points she scores, the team she plays with, you know, how close they got to the Olympics, and then she doesn't see herself as a star. I mean, I, I can assure her, every, everyone in German volleyball sees her as a star, if not globally. <laughs> So yeah, that, I mean that always comes through, doesn't it? And you can kind of get the feeling it's it's difficult for them to maybe be as honest as they genuinely feel because it doesn't look good if you say you're a star. But I genuinely got the feeling she didn't think she was a star. Some people just own it though, don't they? They're like, yeah, I'm the star. I'm the big name. I'm the icon, the showstopper, the main event. But do you get a lot of them in volleyball? Because I feel like that's more of a, I'll, I'll say, football. <laughs> That you get these sort of star personalities, but in okay. volleyball, I don't know. I, I mean, I've from the inside, maybe I just have a rosy-colored glasses. But I think all all volleyball players are humble. All volleyball players know that we are not the biggest sport in the world, and we're not the most famous. What about somebody like Engerpeth? I've never met him personally, so I can't <laughs> say anything. Well, well, I haven't either. But I'm just I'm using I'm using a recent example. He serves that ace to send France to the Olympics. He sinks to his knees like the Messiah and everyone sort of piles on him. Maybe that's a natural reaction because, you know, they did really pull that one out of the fire. But, you know, he's such a huge... Maybe I'm maybe I'm mistaking, like, his character and his charisma with the fact that he's he thinks that he's a star. But, Irvin, if you're listening, you are more than welcome on Unscripted <laughs> anytime. So come in and, and fight your yeah. corner. Uh, while we're while we're dropping names, there is uh, an episode with Antoine Brizard where he gives us the insight into what Engerpeth says to him just before he served oh, that yeah. ace, and it is brilliant. So make sure you uh, you listen to that episode. We recently recorded one with Paula Agonu, didn't we? And you asked her a similar thing about how she views herself, and that is very interesting to listen to because there's a, there's a bit of self awareness about the position she's in, isn't there? And she says about part, partly she follows her name now rather than it be a case of people knowing her, people people know her name and there's certain expectations that come with that. So that's very interesting. That's one worth listening to as well. What we have had here um, in the, the short uh, life of Unscripted is, um, what are we, 20-ish episodes in now, all in all. Uh, we are getting a real insight into how world stars view themselves. And in terms of volleyball, Paolo Raganu is a world star. Louisa Lippmann is a world star. Um, I think it would be a travesty if we never saw Louisa Lippmann in Olympic Games. Yeah. Is that is that one of the things that you sort of count yourself lucky for at the end of your career? I say lucky and I don't like the term lucky because I think if you get if you get a bit of luck, you've got to be in a position to take advantage of it. And if you don't take advantage of it, then it'll disappear and it'll be gone. But sometimes the stars align and you get these these opportunities to to be great and to make yourself great. Is that is the Olympic Games sort of one of those things where, where you'd consider that to have been the case? Well, if you're talking about myself personally, obviously we were very yes. lucky to be yeah. in the right place at the right time. I you know, had the right passport in my hand to say, yep, I'm on the team. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think, well, for everyone, it's sort of the, the, the big dream and to, be, to, to sort of slip in the back door, but get to experience everything at the same time. The, you know the same emotions the same excitement as other players being there even if you are the underdog and expected to lose every single game that you walk on the field for yeah it's i've i've every single day i'm consider myself lucky to have been part of the team and to have that under my belt and so, to sort of that's something no one can ever take away from you yeah definitely 
this is a drum I will be banging. I really hope that uh, we get a lot of listeners and a and a sort of loyal fandom with this podcast because one of my main issues with volleyball and I love this sport. I absolutely love it, but the fact that setters and liberos never get MVP. Mm, yeah. So you know, you say fully, fully agree. You fully say agree. It's a, you say it's a team sport, but it's always it's always a big hitter or a middle who's done a ludicrous number of blocks or something like that um i really really want to start a campaign so more setters and liberos get mvps in big matches you know just just because you it's easy otherwise you look at the numbers and you see like who's got the highest percentage or or who scored the most points and you make a an easy decision based on that as opposed to the real change makers like liberos are freaks yeah they are just like how do you how do you how are you that consistent how are you that athletic um yeah and that's the thing is every every player has their own position their own Mm -hmm. skills that they've honed to be the best in that particular skill so exactly like you say why is it the one who's whose one great skill is hitting the ball rather than digging the ball perfectly or setting the ball perfectly that's it's a good point that you make why why does that get to be the big star i can give you one reason and that is that our statistics haven't really evolved over time. The statistics that we still focus on are to do with mm. point scoring effectively, the end of the right. rally, not how you create the opportunity. So I can tell you from our point of view at CV, we're really going through a phase at the moment of reevaluating statistics, focusing on getting more on Libros and setters. Because mm. if you get then kind of more data on them, you then start to realize more about the impact of individual players and then potentially leading on to MVPs and, and Dave will be a happy man. God. Yeah, I would absolutely love it, honestly. And and let let's start that campaign here. Then anyway, back to Louisa. Uh, um, she's in Germany, and she is the best player at her club, and she's the best player on her national team. She's the kind of player who should have a cabinet full of trophies at the end of her career. Is she going to have to leave Germany to achieve that? And should she leave Germany to try and achieve that? With the utmost respect to Shireen, I don't think she's going to win a Champions League there. Well, that's what I'm curious. And that's maybe what we mm-hmm. should ask her if we get her on next time, because there are so many things that go into the mm-hmm. decision of where to play. And for her, maybe the priority is not, you know, having the most trophies in her, in her her on her bookshelf. Maybe for her, it's being close to family, or maybe it's something to do with something that's completely we can't even predict from from our little microphones here on zoom but um yeah no it's interesting that you say that because i think germany is a is definitely a strong league but yeah you're right it's not it's not italy it's not from a national team point of view i mean i was so impressed with their their german team and and their efforts you know they obviously beat turkey at the start of that tournament so they beat them 3-1 in the pool and then obviously lost 3-0 in the final so they were so close and the average age of that team was low. You know, they, they have got growth and potential, you know, there to burn. So I wouldn't be surprised in four years if they're not closer again, let's say, um, to getting to the Olympics in, in Paris 24. We have nicely sidetracked all around the subject, just as I expected us to. So, uh, so well done, everyone. Uh, before we go, though, let's have a takeaway from each of you from Unscripted with Louisa Littman, uh, starting with you, Kate. Well, I guess my takeaway is more of sort of what I would like to ask her if I were to speak to her in the future. And that's, she touched on it just very briefly, that the, the sports system in the university system in the USA and how it's one of a kind 
And I wonder if she had the chance to go back in time, if she would accept a scholarship to university or if she would have just done as she's done and just gone straight into pro because it's interesting hearing from players that are European how how strong is the pull to go pro or is it or would she have considered being a, a D1 athlete student athlete do you feel you did it the right way well I did it the only way I knew if I'm honest because I grew up in the states I am British I have British blood but I am I grew up in the states and played most of my volleyball in the states and I think you'll ask if you ask any American player, that's just the way it's done. You play in high school, then you play in club, then you play in college. And then if, you're, if you still have any desire to keep playing, if you haven't been completely burned out, then you can go on and play pro. So there, was, there really wasn't any option. I, as I, I just consider myself lucky to have the opportunity to do it, you know, to have a scholarship, to have my studies paid for at the same time as playing volleyball. And yeah, it was, it was amazing. Well, would you encourage more young Europeans to to maybe try and get a scholarship in the States then? I definitely would. I mean, obviously it differs from player to player because if you're 17 years old and getting a contract in Turkey, that might be a little bit different than, you know, a young Belgian player coming up, for example, where the money might not be such a factor. But getting your education and having something to fall back on if and when, let's say, your volleyball career will inevitably end I think it's really important to have a good degree and also the just the level of volleyball and you develop so much in those four years as a player as well so that when you come when it comes time to go pro you're ready your body is physically ready your mind is strong and you you can withstand it and also it gives you a chance to become dare I say it a slightly more rounded individual as well because you're going to meet a much more diverse kind of personality on a university campus than you are in a professional club and that's certainly not a a criticism of of professional athletes or professional coaches it's just you you can kind of get in that little professional club bubble can't you you know you're seeing the same 20 people all the time your teammates and your coaches and your your physios and whatnot but uh, Matthew do you have any takeaways from Louisa my main takeaway is it's time for coffee and cake just as she said (laughs) Yes, yes, she did. Just as she said, it's time for coffee and cake. I think we can wrap this up. Should we? Should we let slip who is the next unscripted to feature on the A Space? Oh, go on then. I think Spoiler we should. Surprise. Well, obviously, we started with volleyball players. We then moved into the beach season, so we started doing some unscripted with beach players. So, who better to start that than a lady that's done both? Can you guess who it is, Key? Oh, it might be cheating if I guess because I think I already know. Oh, come on! You're ruining the magic. Oh, sorry. I have no idea who it is. <laughs> It could only possibly be Maggie Kozak. <laughs> oh, she's a very good guesser. It's like uh, it's like when you're at the sports game and the um, and the mascot takes the head off and oh, you've ruined it. All ruined the magic's it. gone. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> Key Matt, this has been absolutely brilliant. Uh, thank you very much for for having a chat with me. It's nice to it's nice to do this actually because I'm always so excited after I've finished an unscripted. It's nice to have uh, a conversation. Thank you very much for listening wherever you've been around the world as well. Make sure you check in with the Ace Space. It is turning into quite a diverse podcast and we're going to keep them coming and coming. Uh, And Key, remind us when they're coming out. They are coming out on Mondays for the main podcast and Fridays for these unscripted. 
So look out for them. Fantastic stuff. Yeah, I will. I will update my own diary so I know as well. Uh, And of course, you can follow all of the socials. CEV have got Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. And if you want to join in with these conversations, then head over to Instagram TV to actually uh, watch the unscripted and join the conversation. But thank you for listening. And until next time, goodbye. (laughs) 